0: Thank you for coming. I have a couple questions for you about Christmas. Why do we celebrate Christmas? In the town of Nazareth, there's a young woman named Mary. Joseph. Mary and an angel came to Mary and said that she was going to have a baby and that they were going to give birth to little tiny little dingus. I mean Jesus. And so they had to go to uh, Bethlehem. There was no uh, room in the hotels there. They had to have Jesus in the barn. And there was a cow and some chickens and and pigs, and horses, and chickens. Why do you think um, we put up a Christmas tree? Because uh, it's almost Christmas. Who else was
1: there?
0: Shepherds. What
2: did they do? They brought us to Jesus, Angel Taylor. One shepherd had
0: this long stick, and it maybe means for sheep to follow. Who followed the star? The three wise men. And and then he saw this big fat star in the middle of the sky and he was like, what is that? Okay, blah, 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 blah. Now it means Jesus is going to be born. I better go there and check it out. And there's this guy named King Herod. And he was like, there is no king of kings. And the wise men were like, yes, there is. And King Herod was hatching an evil plan. And was like, so once you see him, bring the word to me. He, 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 he. So they all met. Baby, Jesus, and Mary, and Joseph in the manger.
3: The end. Merry, Merry
0: Christmas! We're running away! We're running away! Where the treetops glisten and they... I'm dreaming oh, I- Was the
3: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Welcome to NLC Candlelight. My name is James. I'm the pastor here. This is my lovely wife, Cody. Come on, give it up for my wife. Good evening. Merry Christmas, new life. We do want to say welcome to Candlelight 2016. We are so excited you're here and we are really thankful that you're joining us tonight and spending your Christmas week with us. And uh, you've probably noticed we have all the kids in here, and we are happy they're in here. We are glad to celebrate Christmas as a family. Um, If you need to step out for any reason, feel free. You can step out with your kids if you need to at all. But from our family to yours, we just want to say Merry Christmas. Yeah, and uh, we also know that there's probably a lot of visitors in here, and maybe you go to church somewhere else. I hope that you do. I hope you have a great home church that you're involved in. Um, but if by some chance that you're not plugged in somewhere, you don't have a home church, uh, we'd love to be a home for you. Hopefully, a lot of you got one of these as you are coming in. Um, and inside on the back page of that service guide, there's actually a connect card. And, uh, and if you're interested, if you want to get more information about who we are as a church, you'll have time during the service. You can fill that out. Just give us a few details about who you are. And uh, that way we can follow up with you, answer any questions that you have. And also uh, pray for any prayer requests that you have. We've got a prayer team and uh, they love, and that we as a staff love to pray over any prayer requests that you guys may have. And, uh, and so... Here in just a little bit we're actually uh, going to continue in worship but I want everybody to stand up right now if you don't mind go ahead and stand on up and uh, I want you guys just to spend a moment or so in fellowship meet somebody around you shake somebody's hand and, and tell them what you're most grateful for this Christmas season
4: Merry Merry Christmas On this and one without end Their joyful
0: cries the same
1: He is the beginning and the end. There is no limit to His reign. Death itself is at His command. He is the one in whom love exists. to the sick savior to the lost forgiver of the broken our joy and very
2: the soul felt its way I thank
0: you
3: with us you can have a seat here in just a second we're going to continue to worship God with our tithes and our offerings and we just want to take this opportunity to thank you uh, especially our, our church family here thank you guys for being so generous with your giving this year and uh, this time of year we get to reflect back and I, I know people will ask me from time to time like what all have we been able to do what are we doing as a church Well, first of all, you're sitting in one of the reasons why we give because across the state, we're going to have 37 services at all of our campuses, lifting high the name of Jesus. And that doesn't happen without faithful givers. And we also were able to give over $2 million to local and foreign missions this last year. And that's because of faithful people giving. And I already already gave you a report on our local Dream Center Christmas Mall, but across the state through our Christmas Mall, we are able to purchase over 8,300 gifts for 2,500 kids and give them Christmas so that they can experience the love of Jesus. And what's it for? It's it's for the value of souls. So uh, I know as we as a family, as we're, we're finishing this year strong with our giving, and I know that you want to too, I just want to thank you. Thank you for for being generous, for trusting God with every area of your life. Now, if you're visiting with us, you guys don't need to feel any obligation to give because we we do have faithful people, our members, they give. uh, And they're generous with that. But here in a second, as we're passing the containers, if you want to drop your connect card in there, if you have any prayer requests, or if you're interested in getting more information about who we are as a church, uh, that'd be a great place to put those. Uh, but we're gonna, we're gonna worship God with one more song, but I wanna just pray over our giving. Father God, we love you. We thank you for your presence that's here tonight. And God, thank you for using us in any way to do anything for your kingdom. We are humbled and blessed, Father, that that everything that we have, we know that it comes from you. And God, we just trust you And God, as we bring our offering, as we give back to you, as we we bring what's really already yours, we just ask that you would bless every dollar and multiply it in Jesus' name to help us to continue to reach our city and community for your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm Ooh. Ethan Tonics, everyone. He hates it when I say that. And that's why I'm going to keep saying it. Well, welcome. Uh, Back to the visitors. You should probably know that most of our services are not this produced. (laughs) Um, But I will say that we do love to worship God. And um, we, we have some pretty gifted people that help us to connect with his presence, and, and that's that's really what this is about. And for some of you, when I say connecting with the presence of God, you may not relate to that, but that's what tonight is about. It's about connecting with the true Christmas spirit. Like, what is that? Who is he? We're here to glorify his name. And I, And I think that around the Christmas season, we need that. We need to encounter his presence. How many of you guys are going to be hanging out with family? Okay. Now, I don't know how it is for you, but I know that sometimes hanging around family, there can be some irritation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand if you know. That, okay. Well, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably the irritant. and You're probably the one that, oh, I don't get it. What are they even talking about? We need, we need the presence of God. We need him to help us. Have you ever thought about the ripple effect of Mary? Mary saying yes to the plan of God. Like, what does that mean for all of us? You, you have to know that God didn't just randomly shove Jesus out of heaven. You're like, good luck, see you later. And God was intentionally, He is a perfect father. And so he wanted to find the right home, the right place. What were the qualities that existed that God trusted his son to? I think a good question to ask is, does my home possess the qualities that God would entrust his son to? God would want his son to hang out. Because the truth is the same qualities that he looked for 2,000 years ago, it's the same qualities that he's looking for today. But he, he, he landed on Mary, this relatively ordinary girl attracted the spirit of God, the creator of the universe. How can your home be a place where Jesus could live? Why did God choose Mary? Well, I think first of all, we have to deal with some misconceptions about Mary. Uh, First of all, not once in the word does it say that Mary was perfect or sinless. It never says that. It it, it never suggests that we should worship her or deify her. The Bible never talks about that. It does say though, that she was picked. Here's some of the scripture. In Isaiah seven fourteen. he prophesied how this was gonna happen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and he will be called and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then the story, this is how it happened. Luke chapter one, verse 26. The following month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin, Mary, engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, congratulations, favored lady. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, if an angel showed up in your house, you'd be a little disturbed too. You'd probably freak out just a little bit. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her, for God has decided to wonderfully bless you. Very soon now you will become pregnant and have a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. Mary asked the angel, but how could I have a baby? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power of God shall overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be utterly holy the Son of God, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary was obviously afraid in that moment, but she was also a little bit of afraid of, what was God's plan with this whole thing? She, she had to have some fear of criticism. Like what was everybody gonna think? Like, imagine the rumor mill around that. Talking about this virgin suddenly is pregnant, she's not even married. I'm sure she felt inadequate like how in the world could it be me think about the pressure of being jesus's mom we got some moms in the house and there's some pressure but the mom of god think about the pressure of his little brother james think about that pressure Everybody always going around, James, why can't you be more like Jesus? I mean, I've heard that a thousand times. (laughs) James gets up in the morning and he realizes, oh no, I had a test today. That's not good. So he wants to just kind of sleep in. Mary comes by, James, you need to get up, man. It's time for school. Get ready. Mom, I don't feel too good. I think I should probably stay home from school. Jesus goes walking by, you're healed. (laughs) Come on, Jesus. (sighs) Couldn't get away with anything. People probably thought that Jesus could do, or that James could do some of the same things that Jesus did, which is the reason why James almost drowned one time, because some of y'all will get that later. Mary, I'm sure she had some stories. <laughs> Could you imagine? There's a big gap in there that just doesn't talk about what was happening in Jesus' life. You have to imagine one time they're around a family reunion and Mary had to lean over and whisper in Jesus' ear, Hey, you need to get down in the water and swim like the rest of the kids, okay? This is. Skippy, the dog's running around. A chariot runs him over, kills him. Next thing you know, he's up and running around just like he was merely sleeping. I can't imagine the pressure. Why did God pick her? Well, it wasn't because of her education, because she didn't have much. It wasn't her wealth. She didn't have any of that. It wasn't her life experience. She certainly, she's probably 13, 14, maybe 15 years old. So it wasn't because of that, but what she did have, she gave, she gave. And Luke eleven twenty-seven says, blessed is the mother who nursed you and gave you birth. Now this is just somebody just kind of yelling after Mary, but this is what Jesus replied with. No, blessed is the one who obeys God. In other words, Jesus is basically saying, God bless my mom. Because she was obedient. She didn't have all this other stuff to offer, but, but God knew her heart. And God knew that she'd be obedient. She was usable. And God uses usable people. That was the qualification. Just being willing. The willing type is always, that's always God's type. God chose Mary because she trusted God and he trusted her. Luke 1.46 says, my soul praises the Lord. My heart rejoices in God, my savior, because he has shown his concern for his humble servant girl. And it says in Luke two nineteen, Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart often and thought about them. But what if she would have said no? What if she would have just said, I don't want anything to do with this. You know, throughout the word, there's a lot of what ifs. These heroes of the faith. What if they would have said no? What if Noah would have said, sorry, I don't do boats? That would have been trouble. What if Moses had said, sorry, I I don't do commandments? What if David had said, sorry, I don't do giants? What if Paul had said, sorry, I." I don't do letters, especially from prison. What if Mary had said, sorry, I don't do virgin births? But what if Jesus would have said, sorry, I don't do the cross? But Mary didn't say, find somebody else. She didn't say back off, I'm planning my own life. Come on, I'm gonna get married. I've got plans, I've got a career, I've got a schedule, I've got things going on. She probably had her own list of excuses. Why did God choose Mary? My relative, Elizabeth, answers this question. Luke 1 you believe that God would do what he said. That is why he's giving you this wonderful blessing. God chose Mary because she believed in God's faithfulness to do what he said he was gonna do. I think way too many people, and some of you, you've quit believing. I don't know what happened. At one point or another, there was a dream in your heart from God, and you just quit believing in it. And some of you may live to be a hundred years old, but you died when you were twenty because your dream died and you quit believing. And some of you may say, "No, I've been, I've been living with Christ for, for twenty years. I've, I've been experiencing my relationship with Jesus for twenty years, but." but really you've just been experiencing the same thing in the same year over and over again for 20 years because you quit dreaming, you quit believing. I think God picked Mary because she was gonna believe. I'd encourage you to believe again. God chose Mary because she did whatever he asked. She kind of had a whatever God mentality. Now, if any one of your kids says, whatever, you're going to slap them. But when it comes to being obedient to God, God loves it when his kids say, whatever, God. Whatever you want. There were a couple times in the Bible where Mary said, whatever. One was when God had called her to do this. In verse 38 of Luke 1, Mary said, I am the Lord's servant, and I'm willing to do whatever he wants. The second time that she said whatever was the first time that Jesus performed a miracle they were at this wedding ceremony and wedding ceremonies will last for days. And the hosts were always supposed to have plenty of wine around for the whole celebration, but they got a couple days in and ran out of wine. This was a problem. Well, Mary did what a lot of women do, what, kind of what a typical woman response is. She comes to Jesus and she just hints at him what they need. She comes to Jesus and says, hey, uh, Jesus, they out of wine. If you're married, you know what this is like. At One point or another, you know, your wife may come to you. Cody might come to you and say, hey, um, are those your pants on the floor? Well, I sure hope so. I mean, handing out is Jesus? Get you. She makes some more wine. And Jesus responds, "It's not my time yet." Like he he hadn't entered his ministry. There was no more time. But Mary was smart. So Mary, she goes to the servants, and and she she turns to them and she says, "I want you to do whatever he tells you to do." And then I think she looked at Jesus with a big smirk on her face, like, "Gotcha." because she knows his word says you have to obey your mother and father. (laughs) Are you living in a whatever place in your relationship with God? Are you trusting that Jesus can do what he says that he'll do? Living in that place. The ripple effect of this young lady. There's no way that she could have considered that because of what she was willing to do that we would be sitting here right now the reason there's a man named edward kimball and at one point he was asked if he could come and help teach a sunday school class A sunday school class they needed more sunday school workers and he hem-hawed and he wasn't sure and he didn't want to do it and he was nervous but one day he finally agreed that he would come and teach the sunday school class And when he led his first class, he led this young man named D.L. Moody to the Lord. D.L. Moody, eventually he began to preach to crowds of thousands, tens of thousands of people. At one point, he led this man named Wilbur Chapman to the Lord. Wilbur Chapman, while he was preaching one day, On a street corner, he led a professional baseball player named Billy Sunday to Jesus. Billy Sunday became a preacher, and one day at church, he he led this man named Mordecai Ham to Christ. And this man, Mordecai, led Billy Graham to Jesus. You never know the ripple effect of one act of obedience in your life. And because if this one act of obedience, it affected 170 years of Christianity in our nation. I don't know if any of you noticed, but, but after I started speaking, a young lady came in and had a seat. And she's right, she's actually right over here. Heaven, do you mind standing up and waving to everybody? Everybody say, hey Heaven. And uh, heaven, we asked her to do that. I asked her to do that. You can have a seat. She's 14 years old. Now, she's anything but ordinary. She's an extraordinary young lady. But to any of our eyes, she may seem relatively ordinary, ordinary enough that we didn't notice her walk in and sit down. Maybe some of you feel like nobody noticed you walk in and sit down. God's message through his son Jesus at Christmas is, he notices you. He notices you. If you can trust him, if you can be obedient, if you can believe in his faithfulness, if you can do whatever he asks you to do, who knows the ripple effect that your life can mean? Let's close our eyes, bow our heads. I just want to pray for you. Here in a little bit, we're going to be lighting candles, and it's going to be a cool visual effect, but it's supposed to be representative of the light that is in your own life. That Jesus came to give you so you could shine bright for him. But I want you to consider this. Maybe you know the person that's sitting next to you, but maybe you don't. Who knows whose candle God has called you to light? You may feel ordinary, you may feel inadequate, you may feel too messed up and too dirty, too sinful, too whatever. God said, no, you're valuable enough for me to send my son Jesus. I just know that that's what God wants you to know today. If you're here today and you've never experienced a relationship with Jesus, you've never had a relationship with his God through his son, Jesus, Or maybe you did at one point or another, but maybe you feel like you just, you drifted way off one reason or another. You're just away from God right now. And you know that I'd love to give you an opportunity. This is what Christmas is truly about. It's you having an understanding knowledge of God's plan to rescue you if you're here today and you you'd say that you need Jesus nobody look around every head bowed every eye closed that you would you please slip your hand in right where you're sitting I just want to pray with you today you would say I just need Jesus I know I do as soon as I see your hand you can put it down yes sir right over here gotcha man got it anybody else I know that I need Jesus I promise I'm not gonna embarrass you I'm not gonna ask you to do anything weird it's just bold enough to slip your hand up and say, I'm, I'm just admitting I need Jesus. Got it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Got it, bro. Got it. Got it. Anybody else? I need to get right with Jesus. Thanks, buddy. It's okay if it takes you a little bit longer than others as long as you respond. Anybody else? Thank you, guys. Got it. Got it, guys. Thanks. Praise God. Anybody else? I just want to pray for those. Lord, I, I just thank you for every hand that was raised. There might have been some of us that we were wrestling with it. Battle going on inside of us, been in our hearts our hands are raised and you know their hearts too, God. Yeah? Raising their hand doesn't get them saved, but the decision that they make right now, your word says, if you'll believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, then you can be saved. So every person that just said that you needed Jesus, if you'll simply believe in your heart, one point or another, you need to go public with this. You need to tell somebody, you need to confess that you you love Jesus right there, just have an honest conversation with God, just say God I know that I messed up I know that my life is full of a lot of mistakes I know that I'm a sinner but I believe that you sent your son Jesus he was born and he came to to set the captives free to heal people to restore people and I just ask that right now Jesus you would heal me you would heal my heart You would heal. And I I bow my knee to you. I make you my Lord and Savior. I want you to be in control. I don't want to be in control. I want to live the way you want me to live. Help me to understand what that means. Lead me by your Holy Spirit. Help me to understand more of your word. Help me to be connected to other believers so I can grow and be encouraged. I thank you for that. Be my Lord and Savior. Be my best friend. Father, I thank you for every person that just said that prayer. That's the real reason of Christmas. You're the reason that we celebrate, but we're the reason that you came. Thank you. I pray that you bless every person here, Father. I pray that you guard them and protect them. That your presence be evident in every one of their homes through the holiday season. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand. I had a lot of people raising their hand. God is good. Amen. Let's all stand together. Go ahead and grab your candle if you will. And I just want to give you a couple of instructions, if you don't mind. Um, this is going to be real fire, <laughs> not simulated fire. And and so and I'm. I'm glad the kids are in here. I also want you to leave with all of your hair and clothing. We just built this building. We wanna stay here. And so I'm just gonna ask you, just be careful. Um, Be careful not to wave it around too much. We would prefer the wax to stay in the general area of the candle and on the paper that's on the candle and not on our new church, please, and on the seats around you or your neighbor. Uh, and when, when we get done singing, I'll give you instruction to blow it out and just hold it there, hold it upright. They're gonna pass some containers. You can drop them in there. And then you can do whatever you want. Shake out your wiggles, whatever you gotta do after that point. But I just want us to be careful. As I mentioned, this is a symbol. The word talks about a city on a hill. That cannot be hidden. And what you'll notice is when, when I light my candle, it's not going to be very significant. But as others light their candles around you, you're going to begin to see darkness cast out. Jesus came to be the light of the world so that his light could be in us, so that we could be the light of the Consider the ripple effect of your life lived as a light for Jesus. We pray and then we'll sing this song and light our candles. Father God, be here in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: So
3: candles alive, let's go ahead and lift them up and sing together.
2: Jesus,
3: Jesus, thank you so much for giving up your place in heaven. You were worshiped without ceasing by the angels. Thank you for being born to a seemingly ordinary girl in a messy place in a messed up world thank you for doing all that i thank you it, it, it didn't stop there because we couldn't have easter without christmas Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. You can blow out your candles. All right. Just a couple of things. They're going to start passing the containers. Uh, just a quick reminder, we will not be having service this Sunday because it's Christmas Day. If that is a revelation for you, you are in trouble (laughs) because you got all your shopping to do. Uh, But we do want to encourage you that if you want to, you can go onto our website, newlifechurch.tv, and we are going to have a special Christmas Day message there that you and your family can stay in your pajamas. Come on, church in pajamas. And, and get a special message from Pastor Rick and his wife, Michelle. And I encourage you guys to do that. And that would be great. And then we will be resuming normal service times on the 1st, uh, which is 9.15 and 11.15 for any of you that would be interested in coming back and joining us for those services. We'd appreciate you doing that. It's a Christmas tradition for us as New Life Church to send you out with well wishes with a song that we do every year, and so Ethan, you can send us out.
2: Have yourself a merry little Christmas, let your heart be in love. From now on our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And make the Yuletide gay. From now on our troubles will be To are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years we all will be together if the Lord allows. Hang your shining star
3: Merry Christmas, new life. We love you guys. You have a great weekend.